Welcome to Mad Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts. I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner. All right, thanks for coming tonight. And we're, uh, we're excited to be here tonight with Frank Summers. Hello there. Hi. Hi. Usually we roar into some piece of music, but tonight is going to be a different format for us, which is more of like a, I feel like Charlie Rose or something here. <laughs> we actually have a table with a little candle. We Charlie do. doesn't we do, do a candle. But yeah. your voice sounds closer to Charlie Rose. It does. I've a, people tell me I have a radio voice, a yes, big, deep timber. Yeah. Deep voice. Yeah. So yeah. I speak a little sloppy, though, so it's hard to understand me. Well, that's you okay. Done? So do we. Yeah. Have you done radio? I've done like uh, radio and some voiceover. I do uh, corporate marketing for a living, so there's been a call for me to use my voice sometimes. Yeah. Well, we're here with Frank, and Frank, uh, if you go to, uh, um, uh, not MySpace, I get so confused now, it's not MySpace, it's Facebook. Facebook, We yes. call it MyFace now. We had a guest on <laughs> who referred to it, all of it as MyFace. MyFace, So that's yes. all we say now. But, uh, yeah. On my Facebook page, I have a uh, regular page, and I also have a singer-songwriter page, okay. and I've been writing music for the last uh, 18 years, and it is, it is a pretty eclectic group of uh, genres and styles. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, when we were talking about doing this show, uh, it made sense to maybe cover, to try to cover all those styles. It made sense to less have me come in and perform them yeah. than it was to use some recordings. Because I have, I have about 120 recordings of different stuff I've done over about two decades. And, and all kinds of different casts, a lot of musicals? A lot of musicals. I started writing uh, country music, and we're going to start. The first thing we'll hear is uh, I, 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 didn't, I had no music training growing up, and so I started really from a lyric side in country music. Uh, I started writing a country song just as a mental challenge. Yeah. And the first song I wrote was called Since You Left, I Realize You're Right. And every line had to have that sort of, you know, it's the truth I've been lying here alone every night crying, you know, that oh, yeah. sort of play on words. And it was just a mental exercise. And when it got done, I realized a spoof of a country song is still a good country song. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I, I, thought that was, yeah, I thought that was fun. And yeah. I started playing with it. And before I knew it, I was writing, you know, a couple songs a week. And then I thought, I'm going to do this seriously. And uh, so I spent about a year and a half, two years uh, writing a couple songs a week. Uh, was going to make the trip to Nashville. We actually went down and visited for two weeks and decided, you know, that really wasn't... Nashville wasn't what we wanted. And I also realized, really, I wanted to write music, but country music wasn't what I wanted. But I still really enjoyed uh, those years of writing it. So this, uh, this first clip is really a, sort of a, a several snippets. I wrote a couple hundred country songs. This is a snippet of about five of them. Okay. So. Every morning... I look in the mirror and every night I say a prayer and I tell myself there's so much more I have to give and I try to be more selfless to fight the feeling that we're all helpless to change this troubled world in which we One man in this great big world 
on a sunny golden summer day in June November I gave thanks and cried and you gave me the news And I'll never forget that August night when I stood by your side And for the first time I looked in my baby's eyes A year ago a seed was sown from which this living tree has grown With the blessings of the sun up above We've planted this tree of love Well, I guess his little heart was too fragile for this earth The angels came and took him back Week after the birth And it hurts so much to talk about Or even question why For a long time all we could do was cry No man time on his hands A young boy with no local friends Summer days spent with a pail and a pole Listening to all of the stories he told Long walks along the train tracks Then he carried me all the way back And I we would pray the Lord my soul keep Then he took me in time Then he'd sing me to sleep Used to get out his guitar and sing me a song Coyotes howling, cowboys done long Cowgirls and outlaws and long men vest Rodeos and roundups and trains rolling west And drift off to dream about riding the range With Wild Bill Hickok and Calamity Jane Now the strings have grown silent but the memories remain Of when Grand played guitar for me Pretty as a picture with a nice little frame She put the Mona Lisa and Venus to shame She was a real piece of work She was a true work of art She was easy on the eyes But she was hard on the heart Well, I did a double take I took a second look Still it seemed like love at the side in my boat
So I want to say those are uh, those tracks come from two different CDs we did. Okay. One with Denny Dean and one with Corey Thomas. And those were recorded. Most of the tracks you'll hear tonight were recorded at Randy, Randy's recording in Cottage Grove with Randy Green. Yep. Yeah. A good good guy to know for a lot of reasons. Oh yeah. And the musicians. There's probably 20 to 25 musicians that played on those tracks, including Chris and Mary. And I met yeah. you guys probably. Uh, Ten years ago, eleven years yeah, ago. Yeah, that, that was one we met. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. that was uh, you guys playing on uh, most of the fiddles, yeah. at least on the ones with Corey Thomas's voice. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I don't think I'd ever been part of a recording session before where the the songwriter producer literally hired. You know, yeah. you were producing the album. Yeah. These yeah. are your songs. Yep. And and all of us were you know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I really came at it from a songwriting perspective, not a performing perspective. And I knew very little about music, and I mentioned this, uh, we talked about this briefly earlier, yeah. but um, I knew very little about music, and I think it was you that I was talking to about a uh, melody line I wanted to do on one yeah. of the songs. And you asked, does that go up a half step or a whole step? And I didn't know what a step was. <laughs> uh, but I, I went over to Randy's piano and said, it does this. One of and, these. Yeah, one of these, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we came back from Nashville, and we decided, you know, country music is not really what we wanted to do. And I was kind of thinking, okay, what, what do I do creatively next? Um, Ken Lonquist had a version of A Christmas Carol that was out, and I saw that, and I, and I had this feeling of envy uh-huh. in a good way, like, I uh-huh. wish I had something <laughs> like that. Right. And I thought, maybe musical theater. And uh, the transition from country music to uh, musical theater really was very smooth. Uh-huh. They both, not only do you tell stories, but there's a lot of puns and a lot of wordplay, and it was uh-huh. kind of a very natural transition. So actually, I, I thought, well, okay, uh, doing a Christmas carol, that seems like a fun idea. idea. Yeah. So I tackled doing a version of a Christmas carol yeah. that led to a, uh, an adaptation of a children's book uh, called The Phantom Tollbooth that I did. I did a version the of Phantom Toll the Phantom Tollbooth. It's okay. a really funny, clever. It's the land of the letters versus the land of numbers. It's this okay. kind of. And then I did a version of the Princess Bride, and then I did a version of uh, Cricket in Times Square, uh, which is the next song comes from that. Okay. So, uh, Jace Nichols will be singing on this next song. So now we're going to musical theater. Musical theater, and actually okay. Jack Milky does the orchestration. Yeah, it's musical okay. theater. So. wanted a pet, so what did I get? I got a cricket. If they'd asked me before, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't pick it. Now I got a cricket. It's no problem at all, but he's a little bit small to hold and pet and hug. I wanted a pet, so what did I get? I got a bug. Most kids have a puppy, or a guppy, or a goldfish Even a parrot, or a ferret, or a cat A cricket's a pretty strange pet, I know this But now that he's here, I won't give him back I wanted a pet, so what did I get? I got a cricket If they'd asked me before I'm pretty sure I wouldn't pick it Now I got a cricket It's hard to interpret His every chirp Yet somehow I know it's true I love my cricket I know my cricket Loves me too He loves me too 
So you wrote all the lyrics. Wrote all the lyrics, and again, I, uh, Jack Milkey did the orchestration, but we worked together. Yeah. I mean, I, I had the vision of what it wanted to be, and he's very yeah. talented at making it feel like a full-fledged production. And then we went into Randy's with that orchestration, and then Jace Nichols came in and did the vocals at, at Randy's. Yeah. Well, I, I know my next question is totally out in left field. Sure. But have you ever had an insect as a pet? I have not. <laughs> no, no. But, you know, you have to... What, what I loved about... Um, writing for the theater was I started to have, having to write into people's characters and I really enjoyed that and I sort of the more I wrote the more I really wanted to delve into different voices and different genres and that led me to really writing uh, the next musical I wrote was um, based on a slave girl that escaped to freedom and I was, I, it was the first time I'd really tackled a whole different genre I went from mm -hmm. country to musical theater sort of Broadway style musical theater to like okay let's take on a whole different genre and so I wrote in a, uh, trying to write very authentic gospel. And the vocalists came, many of them came from the Mount Zion Baptist Choir here in Madison. Mm -hmm. And again, it's, it's sort of uh, maybe audacious to, for me to go, well, here I wrote these gospel songs, <laughs> will you sing these? But you know, at, at every juncture I was sort of checking in with them, does this yeah. feel authentic to you? And it sort of led to a whole um, path of taking on a different genre of music and trying to be very authentic to that. Yeah. Uh, genre, even while I still followed the rules of a Broadway show. So you still have, you know, you, songs that need to do certain things for the story, and yet you feel, still feel like you're tackling uh, a whole different genre than it maybe has ever been done that authentically uh, on stage. Well, how, what, what was the response, the initial response when you approached very, I, I will I say, it yeah, cool. very good, very yeah, cool. Yeah. And in fact, actually, they, they started calling me Brother Frank within a half hour. They're like, <laughs> hey, you know, and it was really, it was such a great experience. Yeah. And, um, and I also think they were very, um, very direct. And yeah. for the most part, they really uh, liked what I was doing. There was one song that one of the women didn't want to do, uh, it's the beginning of the song, it's called uh, Freedom. And she didn't like my interpretation of what I was saying about freedom. And she said, well, I'm not going to sing on that song. And I said, okay, that's, that's okay. But, um, and I modified it, you know, we, sometimes you'd modify little things too, like you'd say, was this how somebody might say that? And so you'd yeah. modify some of the language as well, because I want it to be very authentic always to what would be not only, but even for that time period as well, I guess. So anyway. Not, not to jump forward, but this, this is still in the timeline of your career. This is pre-filmmaking, This is pre-filmmaking. Okay. This is about a decade ago. Okay. This is about 10 years ago. And so here are songs from that project. That freedom train's coming, I can hear its engine humming, and I can wait till I can climb on board. When it gets to going faster, I'll shout, no man is my master, the only one who owns me is my lord. I'm talking about freedom, I'm talking about doing what you want to do, I'm talking about freedom, I'm talking about being anything you choose, I'm talking about life and liberty, just watch my You gotta believe. You gotta believe. 
So, yeah, those are songs yeah. from that project. Um, okay. Adriana Bond, well, she was a young girl when we filmed that a decade yeah. ago, but she's doing the main vocals. And most of the, uh, most of the singers came from the Mount Zion Baptist Choir. Uh, Sue Milkey's doing much of the piano work, Derek Tessman and Scott Young doing some of the bass and drum work. Okay, that must be incredibly thrilling when a, a big piece like that comes together and you, you're musical and you get to sit and watch. It is. It is. It's not. Sometimes, though, you know, you're behind the scenes, oh, yeah. so it's not as, you know, you want to yeah. see a big choir of 50 people doing it, yeah. and instead you've got four or five vocalists in the choir, and yeah. you're multi-tracking, so you're yeah. giving a bigger sound to it, yeah. you know. Yeah. But these productions have been uh, uh, performed, though. Some have, some and some have, have yeah. not. Yeah, right. some have, and some have not. The next one was the biggest, uh, the one that I think got me the most... Uh, lack of a better word, uh, notoriety or okay. something almost big, really big happening. Yeah. Um, so I started writing genres, so I did gospel, and I thought, wow, I really like jumping into a genre. And usually yeah. for that year, I will live and breathe gospel and yeah. like, fine, what's, you know, what's the best gospel? What's the best? And you know, at least what I determine what to be the best or what, you know, and start to go, okay, how do they do that? Yeah. And I start to do that sort of every year, I'm jumping into a di different genre. And so I jump into Celtic and say, okay, 
what would be a fun... I grew up with some Celtic music. My, my siblings used to play some of it, uh, Tannehill Weavers and the Chieftains and that sort of yeah. thing. And so I thought, I'm going to dive in uh, what would be a good project to do that on. And there was a movie called The Englishman Who Went Up a Hill But Came Down a Mountain, mm-hmm. which was a Miramax movie with Hugh Grant. And uh, so, I've seen that, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I thought that'd be a good... It's about uh, two English soldiers who are making a map uh, in Wales during yeah. World War I. And they come to a small town that's very proud of their beloved mountain. And when yeah. they make the map and they measure the mountain, it's not quite a thousand feet. So it's technically not, not a mountain and it won't be going on their map, which yeah. outrages the town. They, they're devastated by loss because of World War I. They kind of hate the English anyway. And so they decide to keep the map makers there. They sabotage the car. They employ the local tart to seduce one of the men. Mm-hmm. And they keep the other one drunk while they lug dirt up the hill. Wow. To make it the last 16 feet to make it a mountain. This sounds like my childhood. Right right there. So, so again, each time I have to sort of go shopping through the different local music community and say, okay, who does Celtic? Um, And I found some really great players. Uh, Sheila Shigley, especially from the group Navin. Oh, yeah. 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 She was very instrumental to not only being a vocalist, but also finding the, the players for this project. And this one uh, attracted the attention of Stephen Schwartz. Uh, he's the person behind the music of Wicked. Going back all the way, he wrote Godspell years ago, and he's done a thousand. He's one of the biggest names on Broadway. He heard this and brought it out to be workshopped through the Disney ASCAP Musical Theater Workshop program. We workshopped it in New York for a couple yep. weeks, which was an amazing. You know, that was amazing because you know mm-hmm. Broadway level actors are doing your stuff. Yeah, and. Uh, and it was one of those deals where it looks like it's going to really take off. Yeah. And we got great response, but nobody with a lot of money got behind it. And that's sort of what needs So if you have a lot of money and you're listening to this right now. There you go. We're yes. here with Frank Summers. And we just say that again. got something in the can ready to go. There you go. Yes. If you're listening and joining us just now, we're on, or you're listening to Mad Toast Live. We're uh, with our friend Frank Summers, who's a uh, composer, songwriter, filmmaker. And uh, we're talking about his various stages of his career. Yes, and so we're at the Celtic stage, and this is, uh, you're going to be listening to music from the Englishman who went up a hill but came down a mountain, the uh, theater, uh, musical theater project. Yep. So. Say I'm Eve with her apple and I'm after every atom You can wag your tongue, wag your fingers, try as you may It still won't stop all the men in town from staring my way Can I help it if they fancy me and each man wants to dance with me I'm just too lovely, can't you see? It's just the way I am All your envy and your jealousy won't change what all the fellas see Am I too lovely? Well, you see, that's just the way I am Take 
our wine and our ale. It's all part of the plan. Go gave drink to man. And so every bloody chance without fail. Have another, have another. Just toss one more down with the brother. There always is time you'll discover. For just one more drink, have another. Dressed in my wedding coat She was set to say our vows When I said, darling, not just now Let me pour another quick one down me throat Have another, have another Just toss one more down with the brother There always is time you'll discover Or just one more drink, have another I love a man who makes me smile He'll win you over with his charm and style He says the sweetest things he ever heard T'would be much sweeter if he meant one word T'would be much sweeter if he meant one word I love a man with many friends He entertains them till the evening ends They say he has the friendly touch and with the lassies, I a bit too much Yes, with the lassies, a bit too much When will he marry me And make of me a proper wife? When will he carry me Through the doorway of our home? When will he settle down and start to live a proper life When will I ever see He's the man he is And that's all he'll ever be I love a man, my heart is his I love that man and that's the way it is A woman's fate seems mean and cruel but to love a man is to be a fool To love a man is to be a fool Again, that was Sheila Shigley singing there. Really a wonderful, yeah, wonderful singer. Beautiful. And she helped uh, recruit other musicians we used as well. And she played uh, a musician here in Madison with Navon, a great uh, Celtic yes. vocal group, and also with uh, Bob Manor and the Getaway Drivers. Correct, yeah. Phenomenal. Yes. Uh, I, they're not even a country band anymore. There's some no, country No, they're slash. Americana sort yeah. of rock, yeah, something, yeah, yeah. 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 So it got me into writing different genres. I went from gospel to Celtic, and I was actually did a little bit of flamenco, and I was sort of crossing off my list. And then I, one of the ones, I, at this point, I actually started teaching myself piano. I, had, I really never played anything. And um, I got interested in classical music, and so I wrote a, um operetta based on Sense and Sensibility, mm -hmm. uh, more so on the movie, the adaptation by Emma Thompson in the book, which is interesting. Yeah. She, I, reading the book, I felt like, oh, she corrected all the problems of the book. And um, <laughs> so I wrote an um, uh, operetta based on that. Okay. And so what we're going to hear coming up is that uh, Susan Kraft is the main female vocalist. Peter Bisson is doing the male vocals. And uh, Beth Wilson playing piano and Jack Milkey doing orchestration. Recorded yeah. again at Randy's recording in Cottage okay. Grove. Thunderous storm, oh thunderous skies, oh bless you for sending your rain. For without the rain, the path wouldn't be wet, and I'd never have. 
fallen and never have met my wonderful stranger this day. Oh, bless you for sending your rain. Oh, pale little foot, oh, frail brittle bone, oh, bless you for causing me pain. If I wasn't in pain and unable to stand, then I'd never have been in the arms and the hands of my wonderful stranger this day. Oh, bless you for causing me pain. Who is this girl? What is this music? Why do I suddenly feel? Such a deep sense of yearning, such excitement and longing, as if spring was returning, or a new day was dawning. And I ask myself, what is the matter? It's not right to just keep staring at her, not polite to just stand here and stare. As still as a statue What would she think if she were to look at you And see how you're mooning How you're almost swooning It's most unbecoming Don't stand here, say something Go to him, happy letter Go on the wings of hope and faith Show to him, happy letter, all of the things I long to say. Show him the spot where my lips sealed you. There's still a mark that's shaped like this. Ask his lips to touch that spot that we may share a secret kiss. Fly to him, happy letter, fly like an angel through the air. Fly to him, happy letter, if it will make him hurry here. Tell any lie that will bring him quicker. Tell him I'm sick and growing sicker. Say if I don't see him soon, I'll die. And in my heart, I'm not sure that's a lie. So fly to him. Those are some songs from Sense and Sensibility. And at this point, I'm, I've written yeah. about eight different musical theater projects, so I'm okay. sort of like, okay, enough of that. Time to start thinking about other things. Well, and, I want yeah. to ask a couple sure. questions about yeah. this, though. Um, it's incredible uh, for a man who, admittedly, you didn't start playing piano until you were 30. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't start really playing until I, I started writing yeah. this musical about okay. that time. Yeah. That's, did that ever strike you as, as uh, kind of crazy? I'm a bit crazy. <laughs> none of my, none of them, what I do makes sense. I think I'll know? write a musical yeah. theater. I better well, learn how to play yeah. piano. <laughs> As a lyricist, how did you yeah. get the melodies to come together? Well, you know, by the time I wrote Sense and Sensibility, I've already written about six or seven different musicals. So you sort okay. of, I mean, I felt very confident in my songwriting ability. And it didn't come from musical knowledge. It okay. just came from like, I always approached it for like, what does it need to, what does it need to be? Right. What does this song need to be? And so like, in terms of genre, in terms of character, in terms of what the audience would want. Yeah. 
So I look at it more in a pretty cerebral, mercenary way, not from like, there are songwriters who go, okay, this song came to me. And that's never happened to me. Well, it's still a very creative, it just is. a different... Yeah, it's, it's, but it's know, more like a, you. you feel like you're solving a puzzle and you do... And, um, you know, there, there's people who are also are like kind of uh, role models. Like, you know, Stephen Sondheim's I was just obvious... Gonna, I was going to ask, yeah. Sondheim, within this last, what we just heard, I yes. definitely heard snippets of, you know, that kind of feel, but also earlier work, much yeah. earlier kind yeah. of musical theaters... So without a doubt, Sondheim was a benchmark uh, sure. for this, and especially for this. And I'd say my Princess Bride musical was like, okay, what would I, I would ask myself, what would Sondheim do here? <laughs> and so a lot of it was like, I, I'm a believer in sort of. Uh, I have a uh, mantra I say, which is dream big, figure it out, and then make it happen. And sometimes with this, it's kind of like find great, deconstruct it, and uh-huh. then sort of reapply it to what you're doing. So it's like, okay, let's look at Sondheim stuff. What would he yeah. do? What's what's great here? What's do, what would the you know the greats do? Not that I'm yeah. you know I guess I'm aspiring to be great, but it's like let's oh. break it down and figure out what's great about that, and then try to find a way to apply it. So each time I'm sort of jumping into a new genre, it's like the first step yeah. is like let's soak in as much as we can of the great, figure out why that's great, and then sort of do our best to to pull it off. Would you uh, do you? I mean, not to give away trade secrets or anything, yeah. but do you? Um, I, your, I like giving away trade secrets. What's your voodoo, I love, man? I love, That's what I want. Commu- yes. No, I you, love communicating my... Do you, do you yeah. have a, do you like, sing into a little Do you have like a person that you work with to help oh, yeah. you with the music? No, I, I don't. And it's funny because I, I, there's times I've gotten better now at communicating with musicians. Okay. I think when I work with you guys, I literally was me like tapping yeah. my leg and yeah. humming a melody <laughs> yeah. or plunking it out on Randy's sure. piano. Right. I've gotten better. And lots of times it's about um, giving them my song in a really rough, bad form. But then giving alongside that what it's supposed to sound like. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is finding the person who understands. Like, again, Randy's a great ally. Randy yes. Green right. is a great ally. He's been key to me communicating with musicians, finding the right musicians. And it's yeah. like, here's what I want it to be. And he knows, you know, he and he's sees a musician it. himself. So he's he, a musician himself. Yeah. yeah. Right. So a lot of it is finding the right allies who know, okay, Frank is very limited, especially a decade ago. I, I knew I, nothing. I can't play anything. I wouldn't describe this as limited. <laughs> well, it, it is in the sense of my communication. Okay. And, I, and I always felt confident. I knew I was writing, I mean, in all humility, I knew I was writing sure. good, solid stuff. Right. Whether, yeah. whether it was great, I don't know, but it was at least solid. So I knew that was that gives you the, gives you the confidence to go to someone like Randy and say, mm-hmm. "I've got this. How do I get it to be this?" You know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so a lot of it is finding allies who sort of allow for you to be weak in the areas that yeah. you're weak, but they see the, the areas that you're strong. Well, another yeah. element before we go on too much farther. Sure. Uh, so we've we've been through. Uh, we have Celtic. We have Broadway. We have operetta. We have country. Uh, the, the idea of uh, meeting with different musical communities, whether here or in Nashville or yeah. wherever, and like really getting in with that community and getting to know people and yeah. embracing you, and then going, that was great, thanks guys, yeah. it's a wrap, yeah. see ya. That's kind of been my life, and uh-huh. I think there's a, there's a value to that for me, and that you get to meet a lot of really cool people in a lot of really cool genres. Yeah. And not only, as we, you know, when we get into TV and filmmaking and other yeah. stuff like that it, it even transcends mediums you, you know you get to meet a lot of people doing interesting things i think the downside though is i think there is a strength to being a part of that community long term mm-hmm. and i think in some sense i i uh have not been able to, to as much benefit from that and so part of me is a little bit um homeless in terms of communities yeah. but on the other hand i think i, I know a really vast a broad uh, scope of people and that's i guess that's you know that's the 
Well, that's one of the good things about getting older. I mean, you'll have chance chances in your you know future career to reconnect. Exactly. And it'll be like exactly. old home week. And initially, and when I thought around. of this show, I actually called Sheila Shigley and I called Denny Dean. Initially, I was thinking, have them come on and do some of these versions. And I thought this would yeah. be like, like a reunion show for me. Because yeah. um, I do feel like I have... And, and you don't leave those communities without some strong ties. Yeah. But you're not one of their direct compatriots who year after year is doing those gigs, who's you know up on stage with them, who's sort of putting themselves out in that way. But it's the nature of being a filmmaker, too. I mean, right? I mean, you, you kind of have to... This is your project, and you have to move on and immerse yourself in this next Well, I don't think most people do what I do, and I don't mean it has a... I mean, or, what I do, do does not make a lot of sense to sort of go, <laughs> okay, I'm done. I've, I have a big bucket list, and I just keep checking yeah. it off and go, yeah. okay, I'm over here. And like even when I started working with Steven Schwartz on uh, The Englishman, you know, he would introduce me as the Celtic guy. And I would be yeah. like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not that. <laughs> I'm already done with Celtic. I'm already well, over here. I tell you, this next cut is going to blow any it's, preconceived it's, notions. Yes, it's really pretty out so there. Far. Yes. Okay. And this is where actually when I started writing a bit for sort of TV and movies, I had a friend who was writing, who, uh, whose brother had started a, um, um, a network TV show. And I wrote some spec scripts. And then I had some friends who were working in TV. And this grew out of that, actually. Both that and I have... I actually used to be an illustrator as well. Uh, I have friends in the comic book industry. So this, uh, this is coming up as a project called... I, I title it The Queen Bee Project. And it was a, an idea of mine about a, a woman. She's kind of in the uh, comic book realm of things. She's okay. somebody who's uh, taking back her life. And she's actually taking back the city, one lost soul at a time. Okay. She has a little city underneath the... She's living in an abandoned subway tunnels, and she's sort of getting uh, junkies and you know former drug dealers, and they're sort of has, have this little uh, city under the city. And this is from a musical. No, no? it's not. No, oh, it was meant okay. to be a TV movie oh, idea, all right, all right. and so we just actually I started writing this just for fun, based on that what the, based on that pitch. Okay. We started putting together a pitch, and this kind of came out of that. So it was actually a six-minute song that sort of tells her whole story about how she. Um, why, why she's doing this. Okay, so, we're talking to Frank Summers here, and if you're, if you're Googling, it's Frank X. Summers. Frank X. Summers. It's, it's my, sort of my stage name was Frank X. Summers. Okay. Francis Xavier Summers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so. uh, this, this is Queen Bee. Queen right? Bee. So. I don't blame the streets. I overcame the streets. Now I'm stronger and ready to reclaim the streets. It's all your pimps and dealers and smack and crack addicts. All your punk-ass gangsters toting automatics. Clear the hell off my streets. Clear the hell off for good. Don't you dare ply your trade in my neighborhood. Cause I can soar like Jordan and hit like Tyson. I got mad-ass blades that shoot and slice. And I'm twice as quick as Serena and Venus. There may be bodyguards and ten yards between us. You may be touching the trigger and you're ready to pull it. Well, go ahead, nigga. I don't fear the bullet. Cause I move so fast, it'll never hit me. You better move your ass. Cause my whole crew's with me. With Gemini, Twin Lady Samurai. And though we're glamorous, we don't intend to glamorize. Playing criminals for the TV cameras. You can just close your eyes if you cannot handle us. Because we're scantily clad and we're still scandalous. I'm Chuck P. Damn it, say I'm sick. And I will lay you out like I was made out of bricks. Cause pound for pound, I'm the ultimate player. She's buffer puffy, she's the ultimate slayer. And the ultimate diva, fella, I'm a believer. Hell when the yeah. shit goes down, you know uh, I'll never leave her. Cause uh, I got her back, and she's got mine. Uh, As a matter of uh, fact, it's just a matter of time before one of us may have to die for the other. So one of oh, us lays down his life for the other. Cause it's dangerous doing the things that we do. You know we're changing the game, changing the rules, you know we're making our name. 
doing vocals we recorded that with uh, nate mendel and that's actually me doing yeah. the male vocals on there no kidding yeah okay. it is. yeah yeah <laughs> good so, job yeah that was thank great. you thank yeah. you yeah so that was really sort of a concept for a tv show movie sort of idea yeah. or at least maybe a graphic novel and at this point i'm sort of i'm start writing for tv and some movies and um i'm also doing a lot more performing uh not performing i should say i'm sort of learning teaching myself to be a musician mm -hmm. so the next track really comes somewhat from um I start doing a lot more piano uh, playing and start, start to do a little sort of little gigs. Yeah. And uh, especially around Christmas time, I started doing a little, I did a whole CD of uh, Christmas solo songs, sort of mashing together different Christmas uh, uh, songs. Yeah. And I'm writing original stuff too. And this was an original track called November, it's sort of in that George Winston. So again, we're going from Queen Bee, which is sort of hip hop of some level, to now uh, solo piano, gentle. George Winston like. We'll take music. our shoes off. There you go, exactly, yeah. yes. <laughs>
Thank you. And again, that's really, I want to say it's self-taught, and I mean, don't mean that as a brag as much as to say that it's really, I think, I started teaching a songwriting classes as well through the, mm-hmm. through the UW Extension program. And I think a lot of people think music is something they can't really access. And I, actually, it's, even that song, I always feel like when I play that, like if a, a real piano player was watching, they'd go, oh, he's just, he's just doing that. But I think I say that because I think music is actually much more accessible than people know. Yeah. And I think it's this mysterious thing they can't, you know, jump into. And frankly, as adults, it's not about, you know, oh my God, they're doing that. Yeah. It's more about like, what are you hearing? What are you hearing? Exactly. Yeah, it's not the technique. And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Because if you broke down what I did there, it's pretty simple. I mean, you know, we're not going to do that in this show, but I, I, I guess I say for anybody who's thinking of, you know, writing songs or doing music, it's simpler than they know. It's a mm-hmm. lot simpler and it's not... Uh, well, you know, one of the things I noticed about it, even though we're not really going there... Sure. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah. is yeah. that like um, the, the repetitive nature mixed very nicely with the then moving on nature. It sure. wasn't too much repetition. I mean, it was composed pretty well. Yeah. yeah. I don't I really think of myself as a good piano player. I think of myself as a smart piano player, which meaning <laughs> I know my limitations and there are many. Every smart musician knows his limitations. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so it's not really, if you broke it down, it's a very simple yeah. little piece. Yeah. And I think that but yet it sounds, you know, I, I, I teach some songwriting and, you know, it, again, you, it, t- it takes very little for someone to go, oh, you're, you know. Well, you have some savvy, obviously, yeah. about yeah. how it's supposed to sound. And so that's how you wrote it. You know? Exactly. And it's exactly. clear in your, yeah. Yeah. in yeah. the song. I yeah. think one of my, one of my great uh, examples when I think about that is uh, one of my favorite songwriters, John Hyatt, you know, in terms of like mm, pop rock, pop sure, rock, yep. Americana. Yeah. Because he uses three or four chords. Ever, yeah. right? Most, mostly. Yeah. Yet he can write all these songs that really sound quite different or about very different yeah. things. Yeah. And know. I got to tell people that they got to stop coming up to musicians and saying, oh, I want to hear this song. It's only three chords. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> there was the, you know, I had a whole, probably half of my songwriting career, I knew nothing yeah. about music. And then the other half, I started teaching myself. Right. And I'm not sure if it made me a better musician or a songwriter, I should say, yeah. to, to know what I was doing. Because it starts to go, oh, I guess I'm just using these three to four chords. Yeah. And I, my, some of my favorite songs have been the simplest. Mm-hmm. And yet you also realize when I was writing them before I knew what I was doing, there was an innocence that actually sort of lended itself to doing that. Yeah. And it was, it's sort of like, okay, now the bloom's a little bit off the rose and I, can, I right. know what I'm doing. And it's a, well, you know Paul yeah. McCartney doesn't read music. Oh, I didn't, okay. All right. Yeah. 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 He thought beautiful. it would take the magic away from him. You know, he had, was approached like Paul. To Don't you want to learn? Yeah. Of I feel a bit like him because when I learned, I was kind of like, I w- almost wish I had not learned, uh-huh. to be honest, you know. Yeah. So. It's always a mixed bag, I think. Yeah. So, but speaking of Paul McCartney, yeah, actually, okay. this last cut, right? Or the, is this the last? Uh, it's the last cut we have. I'm talking about the filmmaking. I start, yeah, I want to go into filmmaking because yeah. I really I start to do. Um, I don't believe just in jumping genres. I, j- yeah. I believe in jumping mediums. So we yeah. go from music, we go from country to theater, to really movies. And um, yeah. when I turned forty, I, I, I wanted to go to film school when I was twenty. I, didn't, you know, did not do that. So for twenty years, I talked about making a film. And when I turned forty, I thought, you know what? If I'm going to do it, yeah. now would be the time. So about actually, well, four years ago, I, I said, okay, I'm going to. And so I we I sort of made the leap. I found a really good ally a co-writer, co-director named uh, Frank Caruso, and we made a movie called Going Great White, which was yeah. a, um, a really smart movie. Again, I, I think, if, it, I think if, my, if my talent is anything, sometimes it's just being smart. It's like, okay, what can I do within my limitations? And there we said, okay, we have almost no money. How do we pull off a real movie? 
and we we sort of stole it, you know, we cribbed from the Christopher Guest movies, Best in Show, Waiting for Guffman, where they're really uh, like many mini movies melded together. Mm-hmm. And so we thought, okay, all we have to do is like pull off, you know, eight minute movies and meld them together. We have a we have a, you know, so we did a movie called Going Great White, which was basically Best in Show meets Amway. Uh-huh. It's a look <laughs> at people who are in uh, pyramid schemes. Okay. And we filmed 100 hours of film to get it down to 100 minutes. We thought, let's write a lot, let's film yeah. a lot, we'll just take the gold and make it into a movie. Yeah. And it turned out great. And then we thought, okay, let's get more ambitious for our second one. And so we made a movie called Lake Jimmy, which uses one of those songs um, from the Moon Gypsies, actually, yeah. in it. Yeah. And that was a story of two former foster brothers who are trying to reconnect on a road trip, and they are coming together and coming apart. And it's... Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it went from taking these little small movies to like, okay, let's take a long form story and try to make it, you know, yeah. real and sad and funny. And um, it's got a, got a great soundtrack, not just uh, the Moon Gypsies, but also right. Hayward Williams and Martha Burner and Cabin yeah. and Bob Westfall. Bob Westfall, yeah. Bob Westfall, yeah. 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 So that, you know, now has a song, the songwriter in me, part of me wanted to like write some music for it, but I thought, okay, I'm already writing and directing it. I can't do, you know, it felt like it yeah. would be not the best thing to do. But it, it did stir in me the sort of like, okay, how do I write a song that would fit this movie? And that sort of leads into um, a couple of years ago, I had a lunch with uh, Marcus Bovray, who mm-hmm. he's right. a great songwriter, yeah. uh, inspiring to know both as a person and as a songwriter. And we Madison had a lunch. Here. Yeah, he's just. Yeah. We were both were talking sort of the, from this perspective of, of you know fifteen years, you know fifteen to twenty years of writing music, and uh, you know we both have written hundreds of songs, and he was. Uh, I think he he had remarked that he thought he would have more cover songs of his by now, mm-hmm. and I was remarking that you know I have all, like probably 120 recordings, and other than me playing the part of the the rap star on that last one, very few songs that have my voice on it. So we sort of jokingly said, let's in the next year you you find a way to get a cover album, and I'll find a way to write music for my own voice, and so um, that was about two years ago. It's so the last two years I've been writing music. Closer to probably what I listen to. It's a little more pop, you know, album-oriented rock yeah. sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's very different than anything I've ever done before. Um, and so this is a song coming up here uh, called Still Have That Picture, which is right. one of the first tracks. Uh, Peter Tissett from Rising Gale. I don't even know. Oh, sure. Yeah. Another, another great uh, Madison. Okay. I actually produced their first two CDs, okay. Art, at, Art at Randy's, and okay. Peter Tissett, very talented, not only young musician, but young producer. He produced this for me, so we sort of flipped roles. Yeah. And this is uh, Still Have That Picture. I love this song. <laughs>
Yeah, it's me with a little British accent. I, I, don't, I don't even know why. This song seemed to call for it. So I, oh, it was great. Yeah, Beautiful. Yeah. We're talking to well, Frank. Well, once again, I think, you, I think you nailed the genre. Yeah, and I, I, it's interesting. Even as I write songs in my own voice, I find myself going, okay, that, check, that, check. And I think when it's done, I considered calling the a CD called All, All Over the Place because even as it fits sort of a yeah. adult, adult-oriented rock genre, it's kind of like that kind you know it's all over the place it's yeah. really yeah so right. i have a hard time repeating myself i guess so. <laughs> onward and forward yes. upward, onward and yes. upward we're talking to frank summers and if you're if you facebook him look him up on facebook it's frank x summers and it's s-o-m-m-e-r correct s yes if people want to uh, check out the films going great white or the upcoming that's not quite released yeah, yet, right? Lake, Lake, Jimmy. J- Lake Jimmy. Yeah, Lake Jimmy, yeah. And so Going Great White, you, actually, if you Google Going Great White, you'll see there's about 50 s- different sites that host it for free. And it's a really, I mean, it's funny. It's okay. a really funny movie, yeah. It's turned out, I mean, both movies turned out amazing. I mean, yeah. for our budget, and it, they're low-budget low movies, but they don't, they don't seem like a low-budget movie. They seem like a low-budget Hollywood movie, but not mm-hmm. like a local movie, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, after hearing the last cut and some other things, I'm sure that's true. Yeah, hey, exactly. Thank yeah. you for being on the show. This thank you. A, this is really this fun, is and I really yeah. loved. I mean, for me, it's fun to kind of yeah. do a whole retrospective of, of stuff I've done. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you have it, and you can go to MadToastLive.com. Yeah. At some point, we'll have the, the episode up there, and you can uh, you can uh, um, ha- download that to your computer. And you Wonderful. Can do all kinds of stuff with that. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Frank X Summers. Thanks yeah. for being on. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to Mad Toast Live. Special thanks to Mr. Andy Valley of Bear Sound, audio engineer and our show producer. Thanks to WORT HD and WORT 89.9, streaming on the web. And, uh, spe- and also thanks to the Brink Lounge and to all of you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>